This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. They're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Kirk McElhern, sometimes known as the iTunes guy, and he's going to tell us why he wants to make a Hackintosh. We'll also hear from Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. And he's in a bit of a cranky mode this weekend. We're going to want to find out why. I'm the Tech Night Owl, live. Now, I just saw this story as we prepared to do this show. Headlined at Apple Insider, Apple rebrands iTunes podcasts as Apple podcasts. Duh. I saw that and I was thinking of writing something on my website about it. It kind of makes sense. Now, your show goes on the radio in addition to being available as a podcast, but when I look at the stats for my podcast, The Next Track, at thenexttrack.com, where we talk about how people listen to music today, 71.2% of my listeners are on iOS, so iPhone or iPad, 14.6 on Mac. Essentially, what Apple's doing is they're saying, since most people are using mobile devices for podcasts, that iTunes badge that we were using before will get people to the podcast app if they're on mobile, but it says iTunes. And it can be confusing for some people who don't realize. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't think this is any plan to break apart iTunes, as people have been saying all of a sudden in the past hour since that just came up. It's just logical because, you know, if most people are using a device that can't access the app referenced in the icon, then there's not much point in having that app referenced in the icon. It's just a branding clarification. I don't think it suggests anything about iTunes being split or being renamed or anything like that. I think it's very specific to podcasts because of the way people listen to them. We'll talk more about Apple in a moment. I want to tell you about how technology, I guess it's trying to do a good thing, but just inconveniences customers. And let me give you an example. We started this a little bit late, this recording session, for two reasons. One, I didn't think of the time zone change back in March. Okay, so I had him here a little earlier than he was supposed to be here. The second thing is that I went to the convenience store to get a cup of coffee for myself and my wife. And it's pretty cheap there. It's a Circle K. And so I decided in doing the transaction, I'm going to get back cash back with my debit card, like $20 or something like that. So I go up to the counter with the coffee, $20 cash back. And they say, you have to wait a few minutes. Why do I have to wait a few minutes? Well, there's a previous customer here, and we have to wait for the safe to return her money. And then we can have your transaction run, and it takes two or three minutes between each of these operations. Now, why would it take so long for each attempt to get money out of the safe, and why would they need a safe? It's a convenience store. Convenience stores are very common targets for robbery. 
So the cashiers don't have much money. And if someone wants to rob that place, they know the cashier doesn't have a lot of money. What about the safe? The safe distributes money in small bills, just a few at a time, I think up to $100. Is it one of the things that automatically distributes the money that they need? No, what they have to do is if the money is not in the cash register, they punch it up, they can handle up to a $100 bill. So say you buy $10 worth of merchandise with a $100 bill and you want $90 change. If it's not in the cash register, which it usually isn't, they punch it up on this machine. And then it sends back through this safe, it sends back a little circular, little circular container with the $90. Now, once you do that transaction, you have to wait two or three minutes for the second transaction. So it's not as if a robber can say, give me everything in the safe because it would take, you know, half a day if there's a lot of money down there. Yeah. It's in the basement. Half a day to send the money out little bits at a time, by which time the law enforcement people will be there. The cops will be there. So this is a way to protect the people in the store. And, you know, you're talking about kids with their first job. You're talking about people who need this for a part-time job because our society is completely screwed up. Regardless, the point is here is that you have nice people there. I mean, I talk to the people at Circle K's all the time. They're very nice people. And they, you know, it's like a regular story. They get to know you and everything. You chat with them while you're doing the transaction. And you don't want anything to happen to them. But this society is so screwed up, they're in danger if it's not done this way. So that's part of our new economy and part of their technology. And I guess, you know, the same thing holds true in terms of protecting people against cash. If you drive with one of these ride-sharing services like Lyft or Uber, everything is done electronically with the app, the payments yeah, and everything. Yeah, there's no cash at all, right? Drivers do not have cash. I mean, it doesn't stop, I understand, a rider from giving the driver cash. If they want to, it's their option. But they don't normally deal with cash. Okay. So someone wants to rob them... Maybe they'll take the car. Yeah. But they can't expect money. Although the car probably has a tracker in it, so I don't think that would be very useful. They're using the GPS on your smartphone. Okay. So, yeah, it's being tracked. I remember when I was young, buses in New York City um, started having a thing where the, the driver couldn't get cash at all. You remember back in the day, you'd go onto a bus, and, and if you didn't have the right amount of money, the driver would have one of those change things on his belt, and he would count out the change and give it to you. Right. And then I guess when I was a teenager, they stopped that, and they had these tall sort of fare boxes, and you dropped the money in so the driver could see it, and then he'd press something, and it would fall down into the box, but that was locked. Um, so already they were um, dealing with the, the problems of theft back then. Let me tell you a scene from one of the movies Star Trek Four Voyage Home. They go back through time and they're taking a bus in San Francisco. So Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock enter the bus and they walk out of the bus a few seconds later. What do they mean by exact change? Right. Now they use tokens. Yep. Okay. Well, how does it even work now in New York? Because you use a card to get on the subway, right? 
the use a card. It's like a credit card reader. Yeah. I haven't ridden the New York subway in maybe 15 years. Yeah. But do, do you think they use that same card on buses? I guess they must. On buses, I guess it would be more difficult. I guess they could. Where the fare box used to be, they, or still is, they just have a reader, I guess. Because the, the same tokens work on the bus and the subway. The, when I was in high school, the same bus pass worked on the bus and the subway. So I would assume that same card works on both of them. It makes sense to me. You just put the card into the reader and pull it out. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's one way the driver then, you know, doesn't have to worry about somebody wanting the cash. On the other hand, if someone wants to take the bus, well, you know, what can you do? (laughs) Can't go very far with the bus. Oh, this technology is just crazy. I'll tell yep. you what, but well, I don't know technology. It's like you know, you're talking about a, a security thing. Uh, yes, I am. And the point being here is that we've reached the point in the society where cab drivers, you know, it could be dangerous to have cash. Certainly, public transportation would be the same thing. It's dangerous if you have cash. Convenience stores get a cup of coffee, buy some tissues or something. Or buy a six-pack. You know, but that's been that way for years. It's not safe, so the customer is inconvenienced. And the customer is inconvenienced because if they want change, they have to wait for it because of all the elaborate systems they use. What are we talking about? Let's talk about Apple in our next segment. We're talking to Kirk McElhern, sometimes called the iTunes guy, unless they change the name for iTunes. I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Out Live, unless we change that name. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what 
with my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But Pill Pack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need Pill Pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We're not changing the name of the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Kirk McElhern. Got to talk about Apple and guilt and admitting when you're wrong. And let me liken this to the politicians. I'm not going to say it's like the mask where Jim Carrey says, it wasn't me, it was the one-armed man. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the typical politician caught with their hands in the cookie jar. And the first thing, when confronted, they'll deny it. And then when the people asking for the truth get more emphatic about it, they'll deny it more vociferously. Finally, they're exposed. And they'll say, well, mistakes were made. How does that relate to Apple? So we wonder about Apple's commitment to the Mac and to 
professional users. So we have the first instance where he's quoted in a message saying that they have this great desktop roadmap. And nobody cares. Certainly Kirk didn't care because I asked him, you know, ah, it's just spin. Not taken too seriously. Kirk and others, nah, that's not enough. During, what is it, the shareholders meeting, Tim Cook says, we love our pros in so many words. Nobody takes it seriously. Finally, (laughs) Apple gets the message. And maybe during this time, remember also, when the MacBook Pro was released, doesn't have enough professional features. You make it thinner, lighter, who cares about that? The touch bar, eh, why it doesn't have 32 gigabytes of RAM support? So Apple has to do something. So three of the Apple executives, including Phil Schiller, Craig Federighi, etc., summon several Mac journalists to a roundtable discussion in Cupertino before they shutter the doors there and send everybody over to the spaceship campus. And they become more more explicit about their plans for a Mac Pro, the iMac, and they do like the Mac Mini. The point being here is they don't say mistakes were made. They say they misjudged what their professional users wanted in designing the 2013 Mac Pro. So I'd say they said they were sorry. What do you think? Well, so going back to the Tim Cook comment, I remember we discussed it here, and and I said that his comment at that shareholders meeting was not a comment for consumers. It was a comment for shareholders who were probably starting to get a little bit antsy about the fact that the tech press was covering Apple's lack of updates. Uh, Now, this meeting that they held was really quite surprising. Um, I noticed, coincidentally, it was just a few weeks after I wrote a Macworld article sort of pointing at Apple saying, you haven't innovated on the desktop. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was 1184 days since the Mac Pro had been released when this article was published. And I basically ended my article saying this is just embarrassing for a company like Apple. Now, I don't think Apple reacted just because of my article, but I think this had been building for a while that a number of people had been raising this question. And when something like that just sort of takes on a life of its own in an industry and in the way people talk about an industry, a company has to do something about it. Now, they did make it clear that they misjudged I don't know what the word that they used was, that they the design that they had was based on the idea of using dual graphics cards and that that's not the way graphics cards have evolved, that it's now single, more powerful graphics cards and that they couldn't fit them in the design of the Mac Pro. So basically and they it did, became a dead-end product. They were yeah, thinking, but, of, but pa- they they were thinking of parallel processing. Well, no, but they were thinking of that that was the future of graphics cards. Yes, no, I understand that. They thought this is where it's going to go. And instead, it didn't. So the design allowed for a configuration that was not going to exist. Right. But you know that Apple has high-level contacts with the companies that make graphics cards. So they must have known what was going on on these companies' roadmaps. It couldn't have taken too long before Apple realized the mistake. Nevertheless, they kept this computer going for three years, and it's more than three years, and it's still selling even though they knew that they weren't going to be able to update this. This didn't happen halfway along the way. This is something that they knew originally. And and then they said, of course, in this meeting, that well, we've got a team working on a new Mac Pro, but it won't be this year. I mean, that makes it sound like they just put the team together last week or the you week see, before the meeting. You see, that's the point I wanted to bring up. That's a point that I wanted yeah. to bring up here. 
Okay, what may have happened, Kirk, here is that they talked to the designers of GPUs. And this is the roadmap they got then. And that's how they followed it. And then the roadmap changed later. I don't know but, when. But I also assume, these, I just wonder why it takes planning, three years. These people were planning one, two, or three years ahead. Um, so if the roadmap changed at any point after that Mac Pro was released, Apple was aware that this roadmap had changed. I, I don't buy the fact that, because what they're trying to make us think is that, yes, they made a mistake because they were predicting something and it changed, but it took them three years to realize they made that mistake. No, that's just not right. And and why didn't they update something before then? Because if the graphics cards they needed weren't available to update the Mac Pro two years ago, well, why didn't they say something two years ago about, well, okay, this isn't going to work and I'm going to build something new? I, I, I think that's – it's just not – no, they're, they're not telling the truth. They're spinning this. Here's what I think the main problem is. Apple's a very micromanaging company. The top executives micromanage individual projects. You don't have a lot of sort of middle management. It, I, I think it's high middle management. You've got the executive vice presidents, and then you've got a lower level, but you don't have anything in between. So Phil Schiller is probably spending an awful lot of time on the Mac and on, uh, you know, a number of other products he handles. Craig Federighi as well. Tim Cook is overlooking is is looking over a lot of things, but they don't have enough top level executives to handle all these products. So you know, a new MacBook Pro with a touch bar, that's taking up a lot of time for the guy who handles the Macs. Um, the 12-inch MacBook, that was a new design when that came out, what is it, just two years ago. Um, and I think the second thing is that these guys were too busy building their new home, that they don't have an executive vice president in charge of the new Apple campus. It's all these guys together who are probably having a lot of fun designing this building and, and more power to them. But because of that, they just ignored the Mac for years. Well, whatever it is, and certainly it doesn't sound very promising when it takes this long to wake up and say, wait a minute, we designed the wrong product. Now, maybe they had some fool belief there, you know, living in an alternate reality that the industry would come to accept their approach and they wanted to give it time. Well, we did this, give it a year or so. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it goes our way. And of course it didn't. So here they are. But as you say, how long could it take them to design a brand new model? Because it, they're telling us it's going to be easy to upgrade. It's going to be modular. It sounds to me no, no, like... No, 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 They're not telling us it's going to be easy for us to upgrade. It they're says easy upgrades. Easy for them. They're saying that they're going to have a form factor that they can rely on for a number of years, like the older Mac Pro. We'll get to more of this discussion about Apple and Macs and more. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Kirk McElhern. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. 
We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Today, How to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. 
I want to tell you, neighbors, that the best way to support this show is to become a member of Tech Night Out Plus. There's no membership card yet. Maybe we'll get around to one. Regardless, the Tech Night Owl Plus is a way to support this show. And we also give you a commercial-free version with better quality audio for a low subscription price. Weekly, monthly, annual, five years, lifetime. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot plus dot to learn more. So we're talking here about Apple's misstep creating this all-new Mac Pro in 2013, which ended up being the absolute wrong direction. And we're talking about what does Apple have in mind. I'm thinking about this, Kirk, as we go on to possible design choices. It sounds to me like just taking the cheese grater Mac Pro and finding a way to make it much more compact and lighter with the same, obviously, thermal capability and having plenty of space inside for expansion cards and such, that would be a good way to go. Why does it take over a year? Yeah, I don't understand that either. What they're telling us is that they have to create some sort of revolutionary design, maybe something that's two inches thick and as wide as your desk, or maybe something that's a a tall computer that goes on your wall or something. People don't want that. They want a a computer that works. And in particular, the, the cheese grater Mac Pro, which was the previous G5 Mac, it was a good computer because you could easily open the side of it. You could switch disks and and you could add RAM and you could do all sorts of things. Now, Apple, of course, tries to prevent us from doing all that with all their computers. They don't want us to be able to change anything. But maybe that's what pros really want. Maybe Apple is, doesn't realize it. But as you say, how long can it take to design a computer like that? So there's something going on that's more than just, you know, we need a year to come up with some sort of design. That Mac Pro was beautiful. You know, we talked about it. I had it for about six months um, after it came out. It was a beautiful computer. And that is really good for the image of Apple to come out with a beautiful computer. So if they come out with something that looks like the Cube or, or a mini cheese grater, I think they're afraid that people will mock the company because it's not a cutting-edge design. But frankly, we don't need cutting-edge designs for that kind of computer. Well, I'm thinking here that... They want to have something that looks really nice, but also efficient. You know, get rid of the excess space. Decide also what kind of internal expansion do they want, do they need, do customers need? I think what customers need mostly is the ability to add multiple hard drives. Because the pro users that they're focusing on are people who are doing photos and videos and and music editing and things where they need a lot of data. Uh, I think Thunderbolt has been a resounding failure. Um, I'm selling off my two Thunderbolt drive units. I've replaced them with, uh, I bought three eight terabyte USB three drives recently that are faster than the Thunderbolt one units I have. Now, granted, Thunderbolt two is faster, but it's just too expensive. It's not worth the hassle. I think pros don't want everything external. And and that was one of the design points of the Mac Pro, the trash can Mac Pro, that everything is external. It has its uses because that Mac Pro looked nice as long as you didn't look at the back where all the cables were coming out. But that's it's just not practical in the real world. If they really want something for pros, they need to allow them to be able to add hard drives. Maybe not four like the Mac Pro had because Maybe add two drives, like you'll have your one startup drive on an SSD and you'll be able to add two other hard drives, either 
3.5 inch or 2.5 inch if you want multiple SSDs. There, there are pros who want a better graphics card, and it's good to offer them the option to buy their own. But honestly, apart from that, these days, there's not much that we really need. Right. Ability to increase RAM, but there's not much that we need in terms of expansion anymore. Now, you don't need two CPUs anymore because they're pointing out that Intel Xeons are getting more and more cores. Yeah, they're all multi-core, which is more efficient than multiple CPUs. Right, so that they don't need more than that. The RAM slots, you could get 64 gigabytes of RAM now. There should be 128. In terms of the multiple drives, well, aren't more and more people just going to be buying SSDs as prices come down? We're a long way from an 8-terabyte SSD that's affordable. And again, if, if pros need a lot of storage, they're going to want big hard drives. And, you know, there's reasons to have multiple hard drives, even if you don't need a lot of storage. Uh, one of the four drives in, in the Mac Pro when I had it, the, the cheese grater Mac Pro, was a time machine backup. So if you can tell people, you know, your backup drive is inside your computer, then that makes life just a little bit easier. It doesn't take that much space to put four drives in there. They need only one processor we, slot. They no, no, need more RAM much, slots. If you remember how much space it took up in there, I'm thinking, I'm looking around my desk to see something I can compare it to. It, it's, you know, the, the, the hard drives were on their sides, right? So the, the width of the hard drive was the height of the thing, but there's also the space around the drives. You're talking about six inches high and maybe eight inches wide because you have to leave enough air between the drives because of the heat they give off, uh, especially because drives are probably hotter today since they're faster. Now, we understand that there's a fixed distance. It's not large, but there's a fixed distance. Yeah. Now, it's one CPU slot. It's the logic board. It's more RAM, I think, that needs to contain 128. What about expansion cards? Is there a need for more than one extra card? One for the well, CPU, one for the GPU, and ask. one for a spare. So two cards, one for the native GPU, and one for a spare card of something. That's what I was going to ask. Um, back in the day, uh, PCI cards were important for a sound card, for maybe a network card, for a video card, and all sorts of things like that. But do we really need many of those other than a video card? Do we really need anything connected by PCI anymore? If you're using a sound interface, uh, an audio interface, it's probably connected via USB. You're going to have all of the networking is built in, so you don't need a separate network card. I'm not sure what people would need a PCI card for these days. Okay, I'm only thinking here maybe, well, all right, so it's got one, maybe a second slot. There are possibly things that would go for a second slot. Mac Pro has, what, three slots for expansion cards? The older Mac Pro. Yeah. Um, I think it was three, yeah. Okay, so it's now two, one CPU, four drives. They could still make it a half the size it was there instead of a 42-pound behemoth, make it 20 pounds. Yeah, they could. Um, and, and because the, the, the aluminum on the cheese grater was quite thick, and I'm sure they could make something a lot thinner. Um, I'm just looking on Amazon. I'm looking up PCI cards, and there's networking cards. Um, there's video cards, and there's sound cards, and that's pretty much all there is. Internal USB port cards, you would maybe use that to add USB ports, but you don't really need that on most computers now. 
um, audio, video things, HDMI. It, there's not that much that you need on a card anymore. Serial port cards, SCSI port cards, these are, you know, old technologies. Um, I don't think they're going to, uh, I, I don't think they're going to have extra slots for, PC, uh, for PCI cards for people who need to use fire, FireWire discs, for instance. Sell fewer cards. Yeah, I, I think they should have at least one if you want to add a video card. Um, because, well, even today's video cards let you use multiple displays, right? So they should probably have one because there are going to be people who would need it. But I don't think that's the most important thing. I think the most important thing is allowing people to have extra drives um, that they can put in. And frankly, I would see... I know I'm old-fashioned, and I know there aren't a whole lot of people that use it, but I'd still like to have an option to put an optical drive in a device like that. Hmm. Maybe. Well, I would. Um, I, I can't see. Uh, I, I don't think Apple's ever going to embrace Blu-ray. Uh, in other words, uh, offer software to play Blu-rays and have internal Blu-ray drives. But, you know, there are people who use optical drives. We've got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Imagine what it's like to be active your whole life and then find out you're going blind. I have age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. As a wife, mother, and grandmother, my sight is precious to me, so I was relieved to find that treatments for some forms of AMD are available and research for additional treatments is underway. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Okay, we're actually configuring a Mac Pro for you here, the 2018 Mac Pro. And what it's going to contain. I think the optical drives will be left as an external thing. If you want an optical drive, you plug it in externally. That's it. I don't think they're yeah, going it's to it's anything. not hard to connect it over USB. You know, we've got USB three now, so it's fine. But you know, it's nice to have one internal. Um, I'm just noticing that there are PCI RAID controller cars. So what does that mean? That you connect a couple of hard drives, and the RAID is managed by the hardware on the card. I'm not sure about that. What I'm wondering is if these cards do all the everything needed for the RAID to manage the RAID, because RAID depends on software. When, when you have a RAID device, right, um, redundant array of individual drives, I think that's the acronym, uh, you can do things like write two disks at the same time to have duplicates or write alternately to two disks to have faster disk access and things like that. You can do this with software. You can have Mac OS can manage it. You can set this up in disk utility. But perhaps there's a way to use a card and that the software itself is on a chip on the card. Well, whatever. We're just speculating as to what Apple might have. But it's going to be expansion cards, maybe one more would be sufficient. Yeah, at most. Any, if you really need a lot more, you get a breakout box and you hook it up by Thunderbolt 3. Then you need the throughput. Yeah, but I'm not bullish on Thunderbolt. 
it, it hasn't worked. Steve Jobs told us that it was the future. And the first generation was good because we didn't have USB 3. But then USB 3 came along and they kept telling us, well, Thunderbolt is better at sustained reads and writes than USB 3. And it really isn't. I mean, I've had both of these units for a while, the, the Thunderbolt units, and I've had USB 3 drives for a while. And they're about the same speed. In fact, the USB 3 is probably a little bit faster. Well, it doesn't have the overhead. That's part of the reason right there. The point being here is that decision was made with a MacBook Pro. It has Thunderbolt yeah. 3, the combo port. So you're going to have combo ports on the next Mac Pro, but then you may still have a couple of more traditional ports. Right. So that's the USB-C that can also handle Thunderbolt. And I think there's a display port um, that it can handle as well. So. Yes. And, and that's fine for the future. But I think we still need to have USB-A ports on a Mac in the future as well. It shouldn't be like the MacBook Pro or the 12-inch MacBook with only USB-C. Here, because it's the Mac Pro, it would have room for all the extra ports. It would have room for both. You are more likely, since this is a desktop computer, you're more likely to be connecting devices to it because you're using it on the desktop, basically. A laptop is meant for moving around. And while you may connect devices when you get back to your office or, or home, it's not the main way you use a computer like that for most people. Now, if you're a professional photographer and you're out there with your big disk drive and you're connecting it to your laptop when you're working, then obviously it's very different. So one person's pro usage is very different from another person's pro usage. Well, that's, I think, something that Apple will consider more now. But what they're also apparently doing is to provide more professional features for the iMac. Now, this is something I've talked about already. Higher-end processors, maybe 8-core, because there are 8-core core processors from Intel. There's an 8-core AMD Ryzen chip that they came out recently. It's supposedly hundreds of dollars cheaper than the Intel chip, but offers comparable performance. There may be some question marks or little glitches with it, but supposedly those will be fixed on logic boards and stuff. In any case, that's something more powerful graphics, the ability to buy an iMac and drive two external 5K monitors, which now, of course, next year will be from Apple again, evidently. Okay, so you have that. Maybe they could set it up so it's not having two drives as a fusion drive, but if you want, you can have two solid-state drives internally on an iMac. It would be a more professional configuration. Some say they'll put a Xeon in there. Don't Xeons run a lot hotter than the core chips? I don't know that much about it. I wouldn't be surprised that modern processors are faster, so they have to be hotter. The key here is that they would have higher-end features on the iMac, like an iMac Pro. And that would also take some of the demand off the Mac Pro. Yeah, so they they mentioned an iMac Pro, and I'm a little bit worried about that because we currently have two iMacs available, the 27-inch, which is the one I have. It's about two and a half years old, and the 21.5-inch. And the 21.5-inch is a relatively underpowered computer without a lot of options like you can't add RAM yourself. You have to pay Apple 200 bucks to add 8 gigs of RAM to it. I'm a little worried that they would make an, uh, an iMac Pro using the MacBook Pro pricing as an example, so making it a lot more expensive than the current model, and then leave us with a cheap non-Pro model that might not... They were talking about professional configurations. I just think the iMac would be the same as it is now with the newer parts, and then there would be optional things you could check off, 
when you customize yeah. it. And those optional things would be more powerful processors, more powerful graphics, twin SSDs. It would be optional, just optional configuration. Yeah, I don't see that because if they're going to call it an iMac Pro, it's I didn't not say just, they were. I just well, they, did, but they said they were. No, they didn't. Use, they they didn't call the, it iMac Pro. They just called it professional configuration. Option. Oh, okay, okay. They're not calling it an iMac Pro. They're saying you will have more professional options on it. Meaning, when you click customize, instead of you know bringing the price up to thirty five hundred dollars or so, you can bring the price up to over five thousand dollars and right. get more stuff. That's all. It would not take away the iMac that you can buy now. Now the other thing is here. What about the Mac Mini? Because Apple says, well, most of them are consumer users, but there are professional users. Why did Apple say that? Well, they seem to like the fact that there are professional purposes for a Mac Mini. They use them in data centers. Exactly. And, and a lot of people use the Mac Mini as a server. Um, small businesses um, and even larger businesses that have multiple Mac Minis as servers. I have a Mac Mini. It's more than five years old, and, and I use it as a media server. And right now, I'm planning to build myself a Hackintosh Mini. So I've been doing research, and I've been narrowing down a list of parts, and I'm going to build my own computer and run Mac OS on it. Okay, just so our listeners understand what we're talking about here, a Hackintosh means you take a home-built or pre-built Windows system or Wintel system, a normal, regular PC, normally running Windows, and you set it up to run Mac OS. And that can be done. There are instructions online that tell you which parts work best, configuration right. trips, it's, it's stuff It's not like that it's that. a normal Windows system. It's just a computer. You build a computer. You buy a case, a motherboard, a processor, um, RAM, a power supply, and maybe you need a CPU cooler and a disk and you put them together yourself. Now, the actual installation of Mac OS is not as easy as what we do on a Mac, but it's not that complicated. More and more people I know are doing this. So I'm doing this in part because my Mac Mini's old and they're not updating the Mac Mini, and I, I really would like something newer. And I'm also doing it as an experiment to see how it works, and I'll be documenting this for Macworld at some time in the next few weeks. Let's just be clear about this here. If you start a business selling Hackintoshes, these. No, I'm not planning to. No, I'm just talking about other people. Kirk is not planning to do that. No. Apple kind of likes him, I think. If you do that and try to make money from it to sell those things, that, of course, Apple would go after you because that's not legal. They actually have gone after companies. But if you're a hobbyist... If you're whatever, a hobbyist, do what if you want. you're comfortable with taking apart computers and putting things together, if you've got the right tools, it's not as hard as it used to be. So my friend Rob Griffiths wrote... He, he made, back then they called it a Franken-Mac, and he made one in 2008. I remember when he was doing this, we were oh, on iChat most days, and he was telling me about how hard it was. It was really complicated. Um, he's also planning to make one, but more of a high-end Mac for gaming. The back then, you had all these parts that you needed to get and make sure that they were right. But now you've got guides on the internet that can tell you which parts definitely work in forums where people are exchanging their opinions. So here's what's interesting. Um, I've spec'd mine out with basically a low-end processor, but faster than what's available at the low end, probably is almost as fast as the high-end processor in the current Mac Mini, because it's more than two years old, um, with an SSD and an extra internal disk and, and all that. And I'm getting something that is 
roughly the price of the entry-level Mac Mini, which is a pretty anemic computer. It comes with four gigs of RAM, um, a slow processor, a slow disk, etc. It doesn't come with an SSD. I'm designing this specifically to use as a media server and a file server. I'm not getting an expensive graphics card because I won't connect the display to it. However, even the current uh, Intel i3 processor, which is the lowest um, model, they have three lines, i3, i5, and i7. Even the current i3 handles 4K video at 60 frames per second with its onboard graphics. So unless you're doing gaming, you don't even need a separate graphics card. Now, this won't look as cool as a Mac Mini. Um, there are some nice cases, but... More to come on Kirk's Hackintosh on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, I am Kelly Cook, the Chief Marketing Officer here at Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? Guess what? You can help. Join me and Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. So start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Kirk has changed his name to Dr. Frankenstein. And no, he's building no, no. a, not Frank and Mac, he's building a Hackintosh. Yeah. Now, the point being here is it's easier now to assemble your PC than it used to be. But there are no store-bought PCs you could adapt to this. You have to build it yourself. 
It's entirely possible. Um, I really haven't looked at it. It's true that HP came out with some really small computer recently. It's called the Z2 uh, Mini. Okay, we're going we're gonna to look that up. The Z2 Mini is a little larger than a Mac Mini, but you can get one with a Xeon processor. And it's designed to be a CAD workstation. Okay, so it's a high-power computer. It's not. So I'm looking, I said, a computer that's going to be a media server and a file server. It doesn't need a lot of processing power. It doesn't need fancy video. I'm looking at this Z2 Mini computer, and this is already getting near 1,000 pounds, which the the low-end Mac Mini starts at 500 pounds, and then they get up to like 1,200 or something at the top. So this is already much more than what I'm um, planning to spend. Here's the problem. There are a number of um, types of components that will work, and there's others that won't. So this is the result of a lot of people testing these um, to run Mac OS. Uh, and in some cases, you need to install specific drivers. You might be able to buy an off-the-shelf PC and install Mac OS, but it's very likely that you wouldn't be able to because each manufacturer maybe tweaks their things in a very specific way. So you need to use their versions of the drivers. If you're buying off the shelf things, you're going to have fewer problems. There aren't that many pieces that you need. Here's what you need, a processor, RAM, maybe a, pro a CPU cooler. And I'm not sure if I need that. You need a motherboard, you need a, a disc. So I'm getting an SSD. You need a case and a power supply, and you need a specific type of Wi-Fi card that does Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and that is compatible with handoff and continuity. And there's a specific model that does work like this. But that's all you're doing. You're not buying a whole bunch of little parts um, that you're soldering onto the motherboard. You're basically screwing things together, and it's like Lego bricks in some ways. Oh, yeah? The Lego Mac. Yeah, I don't think they'd like people using that term, but yeah. I mean, I like the Mac Mini. I think it's a cool little computer. When I bought my Mac Mini in 2011, I bought the best model I could. I got the best processor, um, and I got an SSD, plus I got a second internal hard drive. And I'm glad I did, because that means it had much more longevity than if I had just taken a stock model. But if they were to come out with a, a new Mac Mini today, and I wanted to push it to the limit, you know, we're talking 1,200 pounds, which is more than what it's more than what a macbook costs um the mac mini for me is it's an appliance it's not a computer that i use a lot when i bought the one in 2011 it was my main computer for a year or two um but it's it's not anymore and and apple yeah i know people aren't buying desktop computers but there are people who want these not too high powered computers at at a nice price and and apple just doesn't want to sell that well, okay, the fact that Apple mentions the Mac Mini, that some users are professional, that implies they might try to maybe redesign it with more capacity, make it slightly larger, and do a little bit of what HP is doing, offer it with a basic configuration that's similar to what it is now with newer parts, and then, as with the iMac allow you to option it up with a little bit more power and a little bit better graphics and that kind of thing. Well, one of the problems with the Mac Mini is that it's so small and you can't put much of a graphics card in it because there's just not enough room. That's why um, I said you can possibly, maybe not the graphics so much, but anything else, you'd be able to get different components. Or if they're engineering the graphics chip on the motherboard... It shouldn't make a difference. But even well, then, if that, you make it a, larger, that, the point I'm saying is you make it larger, wider, a little higher. Not a lot, but slightly. 
Well, if you remember, there was a, a larger version some years ago, the Mac Mini server. It was a bit taller um, than the current one. In fact, in fact, the, the previous Mac Mini that had a um, an optical drive in it was taller as well, but the, the extra space was taken up by the optical drive. But they had a Mac Mini server that had two drives in it that took up a, lot, a little bit more space vertically. Um, you can currently bump it a little bit. You can add more RAM for $200. You can add a faster processor for $200. Um, you can go for a fusion drive and things like that. But they, there are limitations. Now, again, as I said before, the graphics, the onboard graphics on Intel chips handle 4K video at 60 frames per second. So unless you're gaming, that is enough. Um, I think you can put multiple displays on it, but uh, I'd have to look that up. I think the onboard graphics are probably fine for anyone. So I don't think you need to make a Mac Mini Pro. Um but they do need to upgrade the Mac Mini. It's old. It's been around for a long time. Again, they could have done that now. So maybe they're rethinking that, too, to make something that will allow you well, to add you know, beefier parts. For, for years, a lot of us have been wishing for a Mac that's somewhere between the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro. Right, the so, uh, mythical mid-range Mac right, Mini tower. MIDI, MIDI, the Mac Mini or something. A little that's, tower. that's what Dan Frakes and I were talking about a lot. The thing is, however, that maybe a lot of that can be done with a slightly larger, higher, wider Mac Mini. Or, or as we were saying earlier, a case that's a lot smaller for the Mac Pro. Maybe the Mac Pro can be reduced in size in, in such a sense that you can get a Mac Mini version, in air quotes, um, where there's more empty space in it because maybe you're not using all the drive slots. Or you can get the upgraded version where you've got extra drives. Maybe they could make the Mac Pro cover everything from – you know, the the $500 base model up to the $2,000, $3,000 Super Pro model. Because they can offer a wide range of processors. They don't have to be limited to just the high-end processors in the Mac Pro or just the low-end mobile processors in the Mac Mini. That's another thing. They're using mobile processors um, in the Mac Mini. It's a laptop in a box. Uh, if they had a little bit more room, they could use desktop processors, which are probably more efficient, uh, a little bit cheaper. Um, they need to be cooled a little more. But again, you're using a larger case. So they could somehow merge the two and make the Mac Pro um, with, let's say, six versions from you know, the low-end mini version, which would be great for a media server, and the high-end Pro version for you know video editing. So you'd have a Mac Pro and a Mac Pro Mini. Well, they could even just call the Mac Pro and just say that, you know, you've got you've got all these levels of the Mac Pro. Rather than separating them into two computers, they could just make a single computer that's widely um, configurable from inexpensive and low-powered for basic uses um, to much more expensive and high-powered for professional demanding uses. There's no reason why they couldn't offer a computer with that range of processors and connectors and, and other things. So maybe, maybe the Mac Mini would have one USB-C port on the back with Thunderbolt and a couple USB-As, but the Pro version would have, you know, four Thunderbolt USB-C ports and, and a, a, a powerful video card, whereas the less expensive version has the onboard video. It's not, it's not complicated. It's just it's whether Apple wants to offer a product with that many options. You know, they've always had, as far as I can remember, it's always been pretty much three different versions of a given computer. 
And even though within a certain version, you still get options to like upgrade a processor. Um, but there's no reason why they couldn't do that with with a Mac Pro. There's no reason why they couldn't do that with a new Mac Pro to make it cover a broader range of uses. Okay, I'll go with that. So, but I'm thinking here, two computers, a Mac Mini with more professional options that could serve that purpose, almost like a headless iMac. Equip it with stuff that is not dissimilar to the iMac, but make it headless. How much space could it take? How much space does stuff behind the Mac, uh, the iMac take? You know, that bulbous center on the 27-inch model. How big is that? How much space? Yeah, you, you get rid of the display panel, and there's not a lot back there. No, there isn't. Not a lot left with Kirk McElhern either. He'll be back in the next segment oh, of the that Tech was fast. Now Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need PillPack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. 
GCNTeleCare.com. Virtual care anywhere. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have one more segment. We're kind of redesigning Apple's computers, like a Mac Mini with professional options, possibly becoming the equivalent of a headless iMac on the high end, the iMac with professional options, the next Mac Pro, which supposedly will be here next year. But I think here Apple is at some point going to have to assure people this isn't vapor and that there's a real date going forward for that Mac Pro. Well, and, and they don't want to do that. And and the fact that they're saying, you know, this meeting was in March and they're saying it won't be this year. You remember when Tim Cook talked about the Mac Pro in 2013? Was it June at the WWDC that he announced it? It would be available before the end of the year, he said. Was it December 19th when six of them shipped? And then after that, nothing shipped until like February or something. I have enough power right now for what I have. I do too. I'm kind of thinking here. During the WWDC, Apple's going to have something more to show. They may not have a completed Mac Pro, but they might talk more about it. They may be able to preview the next iMac. But then, you know, they don't want to preview it too far in advance because they've already done that. Because that that kills all the sales. Right, unless they're going to get it out pretty quickly. I don't know. But I think about the Mac Pro where it doesn't matter. I think they're going to say something. They might even demonstrate a work in progress. They might have they have a finalized external design to say, this is what we're doing, and it'll be out in six months. They've never done that, not for hardware. Well, except for the um, iPhone. They previewed yeah, that, because- and it came out six months later. They previewed the, was- the 2013 Mac Pro in June. It didn't arrive till the end of December. Did they show what it looked like in June? They sure did. 
Oh, okay. I don't remember that. The, the iPhone is an exception because they had to file it with the FCC to get approval for it. And they knew that that information would leak. So they took advantage of presenting it. What was it March? I think they presented it, right? No, it was presented no at choice. the January Mac World Expo. At January, right. They, they had no choice because this information was going to the FCC and it would have gotten out. So they didn't do it because they wanted to. They did it because they had to. Well, with the Mac Pro, even if it's going to be this will ship early in 2018 and show something if it's finished enough. But we now know that we cannot trust Apple to ship things when they say they're going to ship them. Remember, the Mac Pro, they promised before the end of the year, and it shipped before the end of the year, like an hour before the end of the year. Yeah, but six of them shipped before the end of the year, and no one else got them until February. I finally got one in June because I remember it was four to six weeks to get one, and I just kept putting it off. And then I think in May, I decided, okay, I'm going to order it. And I got it quicker than I expected by then. But this is already six months after it had been initially shipped. No, no, no. It trickled out very, very slowly. Okay. But in this particular case, I think Apple sees the pressure. They're going to have to find a way to get this thing out and to show it's real. And if they can show a computer six months out that sort of doesn't really ship till eight months, they can certainly show a computer at seven months out that won't ship to eight or nine months. Nothing should stop them from doing that. If they think they can get that thing out by spring of 2018, they can probably show something at the WWDC. I think the pressure is on for them to do that. Well, we'll see. So there. Yep. So there. The only thing I can say is some of the things that I've been saying about all this have been shown to be correct. And some have been shown to be incorrect. So bingo. What did I say that was shown to be incorrect? Oh, I don't know. I'm talking about in the past. You're not always right. I don't make predictions that often. I made predictions before Mavericks came out that Apple would not charge for the OS. I speculated about Apple offering a professional configuration or configurations for the iMac, and they're going to do that. I thought of that Apple maybe should come up with a solution to the Mac Pro that would be like a halfway point between the cheese grater and what they have now, meaning more modular, easier to release upgrades, some expandability inside. And that may be what they're doing. Okay. I did those things, and I very seldom make predictions about anything. But I think on those, I was close to what turned out. This was before Apple had that roundtable. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, 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 I've lost my confidence in Apple to deliver things when they say and to you know, actually care about what users want. Uh, one thing that was interesting is it seemed very clear from that interview that they didn't expect the negative reaction to the Mac Pro with the touch bar. Now, I still haven't used one, and I, and I don't plan to, and it's too expensive. Um, I think Apple lives too much in a bubble um, of people who are yes men and yes women who are going to say, yes, this is a good idea, and you got to do this, whereas there are they're not as in touch with real-world use as they used to be. And and again, it's also the price of the MacBook Pro that, that threw a lot of people. Still, I think they 
did sell a lot of them. I think the sales were up like 20% or something like that. So it may have just been people waiting for a new Mac Pro, but been it's been successful. It's what drove the Macintosh market to showing a slight sales increase in the past quarter. And it looks like, according to preliminary estimates from Gartner and IDC, that Mac sales are going to be up for the March quarter also. And the only thing that's coming out there is the MacBook Pro. Everything else is long in the tooth. Everything is long in the tooth, with the exception of the iPhone. But the iPhone has a sort of a, uh, a schedule, kind of like a train timetable. I'm long in the tooth, but then I will admit that. I will not admit I'm long in the tooth. My teeth are not getting any longer. We, we can give Apple credit for a new, less expensive um, iPad model. And I think that's a good move. I think it's an ideal model. It's actually faster, according to benchmarks, than the iPad Air 2, which is slightly smaller, slightly slimmer, rather, slightly lighter. It's like benchmark slightly faster. That's. I think most people don't care about the benchmark. They care about that it's got a good display. It's not too heavy, and uh, you know. It's three twenty nine, which is a pretty good price. It is a pretty good price. The the one thing that I've pointed out though is, I, I've got the nine point seven inch iPad Pro, and I'll tell you, um, there's one thing about that that is just extraordinary. It's the quality of the speakers. Um, I often watch uh, movies. Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where we can find more of all that stuff you do. The thing you do. That what you do, you can, the thing. You can find me at Kirkville. It's at www.kirkville.com, which is my website where I write about all sorts of things. You can check out my music podcast, The Next Track, at thenexttrack.com or on iTunes. And you can find me at Macworld, where I write under the moniker The iTunes Guy and lots of other articles as well. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, my name is John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watch several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learn what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone. This is the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition. With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. I was going to call him Brian Cranky of the Mac Observer, but it's Chaffin, not Cranky. But he's in rare form because he has not had his coffee. You take about four cups before you get started, right? And his breakfast. Uh, that's my uh, aperitif is four cups. And then, you know, then I, then I get into the real stuff. I remember a program director I worked for at a radio station. This is back in Alabama in a town next to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals, of course, is the home of the famous Muscle Shoals Sound Studios. 
And I was working one town from there and playing amazing records that were produced there. So he'd come into work every day. He had two hands filled with two cups of coffee each. And that was his stash for the morning. And I said to him, it's going to get cold, the coffee. This is before people had microwaves and everything. I think it's even before we had stoves, but that's another story, really far in the past. And no, he'd sit there through his three hours or whatever he worked, and he'd sip through that coffee. Cold coffee didn't matter. Needed the drug effect. Oh, well. I, I, I like it. I, I'm on board with this. Okay, so he now has 12 cups of coffee that he can't drink because otherwise he'll be slurping his way through this. Let's talk about crankiness. Cranky Brian, let's exploit yes. this. I know we've had yes. Kirk McElhern doing his rant of the week, and he's really been hot at this lately. So now, let's talk about this. Okay. All right. Apple calls in several of the top-line journalists. Not everybody. I mean, Walt Mossberg wasn't there. He's retiring. So I think he lives in Washington, D.C. area anyway. Didn't call Kara Swisher. He called in five reporters. And he tells them, no, no, no. Phil Schiller says, and the rest of the crew, we love prose. We really do, truly. But mistakes were made with the Mac Pro. He didn't say it that way. He said that they made a decision, a design decision, that turned out not to be true. This is putting in parallel processing GPUs instead of one single powerful GPU. I have a question, Brian, and that is before we think of yeah. anything else. I assume that Apple sits down, talks to the people at NVIDIA, and Apple talks to the people at AMD and says, what are you guys working on? You know, casual conversation, whatever. What are you working on? How could they not know? Yeah, well, first of all, first of all, Phil Schiller said that people aren't using the parallel GPUs. That's, that's just not even true. So I don't even know where that's coming from. Lots of people on the PC side that are doing that sort of thing all the time especially at the high end. So, so I, I'm not really even sure. I'm not, I'm not sure where that nonsense uh, comes from, but uh, I, you know, I, I greeted this news with two sides. The first side is happy as can be that Apple is giving us concrete reason to believe that they are in fact, not abandoning this market, the, the, the pro market. Because it really felt like Apple was was doing that. You know, the fact that the Mac Pro is three years, three and a half years old, almost four years old now, is just shameful to me. It's just absolutely, absolutely and completely shameful. But at and least it overcame its terrible twos. <laughs> so, so, which is something you don't want to have in a shipping product, not a, a shipping computer. So, but so on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm delighted. It's like, oh my goodness, Apple is is actually telling us that they're gonna be doing something in this space. And whew, thank goodness, that's that's the case. And well, uh, well, the reason they're doing something in this space is because they realized that space is the final frontier. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm but sorry about that. Side, I just the devil made me do it. Uh, you should spank that devil. The other side of this, though, is is the question of how we got here in the first place. I, I know that we've mentioned this in the in the past when we discussed this issue, but Apple has what a friend of mine likes to to call infinity resources. There, there is no company that Apple couldn't buy, most of them with cash, right? But Apple could buy any company on the planet that it wanted to. Most companies Apple could actually just buy with cash. And it, Apple can hire anybody that it wants. It can hire as many people as it wants. Apple can open as many facilities as it wants. There's nothing that Apple can't do. How did we get here in the first place? It's like it's great that we're that a year from now – Right, because because we were told that it wouldn't be this year that this new Mac Pro that they're making is going to be released. Right, because it takes time. Well, what have they been doing? They've had plenty of time. There've been four years where this thing has been sitting on the shelves. So, I mean, when did this start? And I would, I get the feeling it started three months ago. Well, you Two see, this ago, is very strange. Six weeks here. ago. I'm trying to think here. What kind of wake up call is this? At what point did they realize that the Mac Pro design they had was not the way to go? At what point did they realize or even think that pros would embrace this? Yeah, it should have been six months after it originally shipped, almost four years ago. Well, three years. It shipped. It was, it was announced in June of 2013 three years and nine months ago, and then it shipped in December. So yes, like the and, last and hour months. of December, and they shipped about four of them to make the year, I think. It's like <laughs> that. They, it was like shipping about, yeah. four copies of it just to say, yeah, we got this thing out in 2013. But Yay, most people who it. placed orders didn't get it till the following year. Right. So... So, like I said, I, I've got these, I've got these, 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 you know, twin, twin sides of me. One of them, I'm just, I'm so excited that Apple says, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we, we screwed up, we get it, we're gonna, we're gonna do this right, we're gonna, we're gonna fix it, and, 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 and we're gonna do something that's gonna be really awesome, and it's gonna be this modular product. We don't really yet quite know what that means. Apple's getting back into the display business, like what six months after it reassigned all of its display people. So, you know, that's that's sort of good news too but i mean that actually right there by the way is is should indicate some of the timeline on their thinking here that they just started this because it, it was only about six months ago that apple reassigned all of its display people so it's been some time in between that and two weeks ago or a week ago that apple decided that that they're going to do all this after all you know, it's like somebody there has been knocking on Phil Schiller's head. Phil, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention, Phil. And he wakes up from his stupor. Oh, let's see. They don't like the touch bar and they want 32 gigs of RAM on the Mac Pro. It's not professional well, people, enough. What are we going to do, do like about the, this? People do like the touch bar. I agree. I think they do. And I think a lot of software developers are coming up with cool stuff. I think that's fine. I think the complaints were just a small number of people who have nothing better to do than complain. So when was the wake-up call? 
Well, the 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 complaints that that carry the most water with me about the Mac the MacBook Pro are the uh, is the, the the lack of RAM. It's the decision to to make the thing so small that they can only support X amount of RAM because of heat. That that that's my complaint on the MacBook Pro. But uh, I, I, not many people complained about the the Touch Bar itself. Just saying. I believe you. Now, that's a rarity. I very seldom believe what you say, but I agree with you. This whole thing is so strange. Now, you have to look here. Let's do, let's do our break now, and then we can try to source this out with Brian and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer is joining us, and he's cranky, hasn't had his coffee, hasn't had his breakfast, and we are together and separately wondering what was Apple thinking here? So we have the mea culpa from Phil Schiller and Craig Federighi and another executive there, where they're saying basically, we misjudged the Mac Pro. We've got a new one coming out. It's going to be modular. Well, the previous one, the cheese grater one, was modular. Easy upgrades. Can't they just take wait, wait, that? Wait, it depends. It depends on what they what they meant by modular. If modular means expandable, you're right. But if modular means that you're going to be able to buy, for instance, the 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 thing that I've been thinking in my head was the uh, small fanless device that is essentially the trash can Mac Pro. Uh, in in terms of functionality, but then it, it fits with a with a breakout box that can actually be stacked and you know makes for a single unit. What that's going to have additional expandability that that could be a form of modularity too. So and we don't know which definition Apple was using. So it's an inscrutable definition. It might be Apple talk, not anybody else's talk. None of this makes any sense. You understand that right now. This does not make any sense to anybody, what Apple did. At first, though, when all this was going down, I got to thinking about the classic situation where you catch a politician with their hands in the cookie jar, you know, with the money in the refrigerator. I think there was actually someone, a congressman or something, where they found this load of money in his refrigerator. I've heard of hot cash, but this is cold cash. Okay, Now, the traditional thing that happens with the politician is the first thing, of course, is they deny. And then you get back to them and the denial is more emphatic. And the third time or whatever, when you really show that you know what they were doing, they will respond, mistakes were made. And I think here we have three things going on with Apple, three tries to get this right. The first time was something that he said, I guess, in response to something an Apple saying that there is a great 
desktop roadmap. And then at a shareholders meeting, they love pros and nobody took it seriously. So finally, Apple says mistakes were made. No, they said they misjudged the pro market and we can't figure that out. So here we are now. The thing I'm wondering about, whatever Apple is planning, why does it take till next year to finish? What is there that Apple could do with a desktop computer that they can't finish this year? Well, I, I would imagine that it's because they just started, like I said. And I think that's that's why it's going to take, you know, the rest of this year at the very least. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the, the one time frame we've got is that it won't be this year. But this year's got nine more months left on it. So it could be, who knows? So it, it, hopefully it'll be early 2018. But I, I would imagine it's because they just started it. And, and the question then would be, why? Why was it just started? Well, that's the question nobody, of course, ever asks them. Right. And that's why they chose the five journalists that they did. Exactly. You know, and I think also they have journalists there who know you don't really criticize Apple in something like this. You don't really ask impossible questions. Yeah, I would have asked that question, but that's just me. How did we get here? That's right. Please note that I was not invited. Well, lots of people were not invited. I thought a lot of people whom I might have expected to come were not. But I guess they had to say, look, five is enough. Well, I, I think that what they what they wanted was five people, too, who would who would be most likely to talk of the positive side of this. OK, that makes sense. And I mean, you know, if if if. I, like if they if they had invited Kara Swisher, she would have been asking why, not just focusing on the not just focusing on the positive and being excited. I don't know. It, it's 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 hard to know. Uh, it, and it could just be it could have been simply just a, a, a you know just just a small number, and maybe maybe like if if they hadn't wanted just a small number of people, they're actually there you know could well have been. 20 different journalists in the, in the, you know, whatever kind of internal classification they have for everybody. Uh, and, and, and maybe even the five of them were chosen randomly, which I doubt, but whatever. I don't know. We don't, we don't know that. We just, we, we don't know exactly how it happened. I tend to think here that what's going on is Apple felt that keeping the message to a small number of journalists allow them to better control the message. And that was it. And avoid, yeah, avoid having to deal with a chaotic situation where you have lots of people trying to ask questions. Could be. I think that covers most of it. Just saying. In any case, I don't know what we're doing here, but in any case, we are trying to figure out what Apple is pulling on us here. And I wonder, does this train Apple or teach Apple? Is this a teaching moment where they now know, okay, we can't do this anymore. If we want to keep this Mac audience, we have to be more forthcoming about our roadmaps as vague as our roadmap is. Well, you know, Apple doesn't have to be forthcoming. Uh, Apple spent years under Steve Jobs and to end Tim Cook not being forthcoming and it worked really well but here's the deal being secretive 
works when you're shipping products, which Apple didn't do a whole lot of in the last couple of years. Last year in particular, 2016, Apple shipped four, uh, uh, yeah, 14 products, which is just ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Just it's, it's insanely ridiculous. What what I think and hope is happening is that Apple that 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 they lost that they got lost in the really in the moonshot big products that they're doing the big projects and projects that they're doing they all got sucked up in those and they sort of like didn't really notice that they weren't shipping new Macs that's what I hope is happening and that now they've realized that that happened and they're going to fix it and they're going to be shipping new Macs that's what I hope is happening well obviously they are it's just that we have some vagaries here, but they're certainly implying there's going to be a Mac mini update too by saying, well, we have customers who are mostly, I guess, consumers, but some pro users. Now, when they mention some pro users, is that a broad Apple speak statement that there's going to be more power in the Mac mini higher end configurations? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's Apple has a lot to prove for the iMac, Mac Pro, and Mac Mini products. Apple has a lot to prove. And in my opinion, Apple doesn't get a pass on those products until we see something. And even when we see something, they don't get a pass unless it's good. And if they do good, if they blow us away with awesomeness, the Mac community will forgive Apple all day long, and that's going to be great. But then Apple is still going to have to ship n- new iterations of those products on a yearly basis and not go a year and a half, not go two years, and not go four years between updates. Okay, looking at this, though, now, with a Mac Pro, what do they need to do to make them compelling? I think just a slimmer, lighter cheese grater it's more than enough. Yeah, Somebody no. already has a profile of that. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. But the, the cheese grater is no, it's gone. It's not coming back. Well, it won't be a cheese grater, but it might be a box like that in some other color. Uh, I don't think Apple's going to do a tower. I think that I'm not talking about Apple tower. Wants to leave that the, behind. The and artist the configuration I saw was not a tower. Yeah, I know. I saw that too, and I don't like it. It ain't. It ain't happening. That's a throwback. Apple is not going to do a throwback to the cheese grater. People people obsess about the cheese grater today because um, because that was the last great Mac Pro. But Apple's not going to return to that to move the Mac Pro forward. Apple will be doing something, some other form factor. Look at what HP and uh, uh, and even Dell are doing at at the high end. You know they're 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 closer to a usable trash can than a tower. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. Brian, all right. So we're looking at what the next Mac Pro might be like. Now... I was thinking of the Mac Mini being a hair larger and then therefore being similar to the HP Z2 Mini because that is designed to be a slim, light workstation. You can put some fairly powerful stuff in there. If they can do that, Apple could. They could do it better. That's why I thought we're going to have a higher-end configuration of the Mac Mini. So therefore, if it's going to be something important with regard to the Mac Pro, it's got to be the ultimate. What is the ultimate computer? Because that's what we're talking about here. Mm, yeah, the ultimate computer for a Mac Pro today, the, the, because there are lots of different kinds of Mac Pros. The, there is a, a subset of professional Mac users for whom the trash can was a very good device. But then there is a, another subset that needs expandability. They need they need internal storage. They need massive amounts of RAM. They need to be able to upgrade their video cards, and they need to be able to install PCI cards for everything from video processing to uh, 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 hardware cards for um, Pro Tools to even being able to upgrade to a newer version of, say, USB or add additional 
Ethernet ports or add additional USB ports. That that subset of pro Mac users needs expandability. And the other subset, and then this may actually be the larger subset, I I don't know, uh, needs something that's simply powerful and just works. Which is what the you know the trash can was. It was overpriced and it's old, but but when it was first introduced, it was it was uh, you know it was a powerful device that just worked. So when Apple talks about making a modular Mac Pro, what I think they mean by that is a powerful device that just works, that then also has some kind of optional expandability. You know what? You might be creating the picture there that this is some kind of box where it could be stretched out. Yeah, or you stack it. And, and the, but the problem, you know, the problem there, Gene, is is I say that, and and uh, um, uh, my friend John Keat that I do the Pop Point video podcast with, he talks about the fact that any kind of true breakout box needs to be able to communicate at bus speeds and and not thunderbolt speeds. And that gets really tricky if you're going to like you know be able to 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 stack the it just works box on top of the expandability box the breakout box. Yeah, but um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something where it's sort of like a convertible box where you can stretch it. It's got like an internal frame you can just pull it out. Okay, I'm going to not hold my breath on that. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm just saying that if it, Apple it, it, wants to be the Mac Pro accordion. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's the Mac here. Pro cheese grater accordion. Yeah. You're welcome, Phil. Feel free to use that, sir. <laughs> well, remember Apple's taking all this time to figure it out. I yeah. think though it would do well for them if they've really made any initial progress of any importance to show something at the WWDC. And the reason I say that is because when they came out with the trash can, it shipped kind of sort of in December, but really not till the spring of 2014. So at the WWDC, they were able to show a working prototype of something that wouldn't ship for six months. If they expect to get this new Mac Pro out by the spring of 2018, is it possible for them to show something in progress in June no. of this year? No, I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. I, I, I think, it, it, uh, Gene, if, if Apple was going to be able to show anything at WWDC, they would not have done this uh, media event. Well, this also could create expectations and also it's the point of where the complaints had got become so loud and vociferous maybe they got word from some of their pro users we're going to jump en masse well i think actually i think gene i think apple saw pro users leaving um certainly at the at the mac rumor forums uh the in the in the mac pro forum sub forum uh, there were lots of pros talking about having um, um, moved to PC hardware and either moved to Windows or, in some cases, Hackintoshes. So, I mean, Apple was seeing Apple was seeing that for sure. But even even still, 
if Apple could have shown us any, could, could show us anything at WWDC, I don't think we would have gotten this five event. I think they will say something there, though. There will definitely be something said. Now we look at the other computers, the iMac, and I've mentioned this in the show. I think Apple, and this was also to maybe pull some customers off the Mac Pro, add more professional features to the iMac. Obviously, a 5K is a pretty professional feature, but I mean higher-end processors, higher-end graphics, twin SSDs inside, stuff like that, that could be done with minimal internal modification, maybe higher thermal requirements, maybe do a little more jury rigging with the cooling. But whatever it is, offer not just a $3,500 iMac, but a $5,000 iMac with all these goodies and a certain class of people who might otherwise have gone to a Mac Pro will say, you know what? We got the great display. It also drives two external 5K displays because it would have to. We've got the great display and this would be one way of doing it. It, That could happen. I don't expect it to. Well, they're already saying more professional options. So yeah. what would you expect? On the Mac Mini? I don't know. The Mac I'm Mini talking be- about iMac. Oh, the iMac. Uh, the iMac, I think that will will have beefier. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. If you're talking about the iMac, then I'm with you. Yeah, the iMac could definitely have uh, space for more internal drives, and it could have uh, better video cards, uh, possibly have go back to having uh, an 8-core option. That would be nice. There are 8-core core chips. There's the AMD Ryzen which is supposedly as good, allegedly, as the Intel Core or better at half the price. So there are options for Apple to consider. That's why I said having an iMac, that'll cost over $5,000. There's no big deal about putting twin SSDs in there. You already have a Fusion drive, which is a hard drive and an SSD. So that's no big deal. They could certainly design around that. So a higher-end options for that. Now let's talk about the Mac Mini, because I assume the next iMac will be out probably this fall. But then maybe that's something they could possibly demonstrate if they can get it out by September. Who knows? At the WWDC. Yeah, they could show, they right. could show a really, as, as a stopgap device, they could show a really sweet iMac at WWDC and make people happy. Right. Say, look, this is what we have now, and you might find this is perfectly suited for your kind of work. But we got the new display and the new Mac Pro coming next year, and we'll give you a little bit more information about what we're working on, maybe, even if there's no photo of it. Maybe an artist rendition or something. This is what we're coming up with. You'll see more as we progress. The Mac Mini. All right. So I think anytime Apple says something, there's a lot of meaning in what they're saying. Why mention the Mac Mini at all as having somewhat of a professional audience, a small number, a third, whatever, of pros are buying that, if they're not implying that something might be done to the Mac Mini. It won't be like a Mac Pro, but maybe more of the guts of the iMac without the display could be thrown into a Mac Mini. It becomes the headless iMac. The 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 Mac Mini just needs to be iterated. I mean, it 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 hasn't been touched in years. Uh, Let's iterate. Let's do some iteration from one of our benefactors and more to come on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) 
Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Hey diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month, automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get with my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need PillPack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. 
Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating an extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Now, Brian is going to iterate. Okay, so with a Mac Mini, what you're basically saying is just update the parts. That's it. Yeah. But maybe offer more higher-end options. Because they used to have quad-core processors in the Mac Mini. They went to two-core. Yeah, the last Mac Mini was an embarrassment. (laughs) And they know, and they certainly realize this, if they know they have professional users, they throw those things in data centers. Maybe do a little internal design to make them a bit more robust for server use. I've mentioned this to our listeners before. I did an article about it. Maybe you heard. For about six months, we ran all our sites off a of Mac Mini, which was from one of the web hosts that does data centers with Mac Minis. They outfit them. And they had, at that point, this is before the 2014 model came out with no more quad-core. This was a quad-core Mac Mini an external SSD, you know, internal SSD, really, really well configured. And the performance level I got from it was every bit as good as the big Xeon Blade server that normally runs these sites. It wouldn't be now because we've had to do lots of upgrades because the server has been overloaded for the past few weeks and we've done some things to kind of make it handle that load better. It wouldn't work on a Mac Mini now, but it did then. So if Apple is seeing this, why not look at the option that HP is offering with a tiny computer and kind of do something there? Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't feel strongly enough about the Mac Mini as a whole to. I, I don't personally care about the Mac Mini all that much. So, I mean, th- that could happen. I think the real thing that Apple needs to do is just simply give us a newer, better one. If it's newer and better, it'll be good. Yes, but the thing is, once they get these products out, does Apple continue to be more forthcoming about what it's doing with the Mac? No. This is a one-off. Get the products out, get them out more often, and get on with their business. Yeah, this was a, huh, look at that. Looks like we kind of screwed up. So let's, let's get back on the ball and fix this kind of moment. And it wasn't a, a sign that Apple is now going to be giving us roadmaps about what's coming out. Apple doesn't work that way. I know that there's no reason. There's no reason for Apple to what I mean. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean it from the standpoint of that. That's not what Apple has done in the past. What I actually mean is that their entire mindset is not geared around that. And there's no reason for them to, to switch that. They can continue to be secretive as long as they release new products. It's the, the secretiveness only hurts them when they don't 
update anything, which is what's been happening for the last few years. Well, it certainly kind of really bummed out a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, including, I would assume, including Apple's own engineers. I mean, you know, that that that's the thing about the Mac product line is Apple needs Macs to make iPhones, to design iPhones. Apple needs Macs to to put together its ad campaigns and to put together its documentation and to make its websites, right? I mean, the, these things aren't going to be happening on iPads anytime soon, if ever. And and the fact that Apple needs these things is always, you know, giving me that uh, reassurance that Apple wouldn't be abandoning the Mac product line. Uh, but, you know, Apple noted uh, dur- during this meeting with five journalists, the, the uh, Phil Schiller noted that that developers who are very important to Apple in terms of the of the uh, the iPhone ecosystem, they need Macs, too. And so it, it, as, as long as Apple is putting out this new stuff, Apple can keep doing what Apple does. And it, Apple gets into trouble when it stops putting out new stuff. So hopefully that's what we're going to see change. We're going to see new iterations from existing product lines on a on a frequent basis. If if Apple is doing that, its customer base will be happy. Other things that Apple mentioned during this event, there will be no touchscreen Mac. Not going to happen. And they are not going to switch to ARM processors. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, there you have it, right? I mean, that's what, what else needs to be said. Well, with the latter, we can certainly expect that the ARM processors will do like they did with the touch bar, take on some functions, do things that are easier to do that way and give more of a unique set of features to Macs by taking advantage of having all their own chips. Okay, yeah, they could. Let me ask you a question here. I don't know if you've been following it or not. Have you followed the chatter about the newest flagship Samsung smartphone, the Galaxy S8? Uh, a little bit, yep. Okay, we'll tell you about this, and maybe you can give me your comment. Okay, so it's going to be another edge-to-edge design. Curved, and Samsung has this penchant or fetish about curved displays, like they have curved TVs. And that's kind of like IMAX, which works if you're in a huge motion picture auditorium, it doesn't work at home. Nobody cares about a curved display at home. Maybe five people do. All right. So this S8 is going to have three kinds of biometrics. It's going to have fingerprint sensor, but in the rear, they've done that before in the rear. So you got to kind of take your finger and figure out where it is in the rear. It's next to the lens of the camera, which means you smudge your camera lens. You keep missing it. Okay? Make it difficult to use. Then it's going to have facial recognition and iris recognition. So the first thing, I don't know if you heard this at all, we hear that somebody got a hold of one of these units, and Samsung has not denied this, and they took a picture, and it recognized the face from the picture. Duh. Yep. You know, it reminds you of a show like 24, or now 24 Legacy, where they can literally take the fingers off somebody and use that for the fingerprint sensor. So maybe they take somebody's face. They don't even need that. They just show a picture. 
Okay, so that's useless. Then they have the that's, iris. It's worse than useless. Worse than useless, yes. Don't use it because somebody is going to be able to get by that. You know, don't have a picture on Facebook because they'll use it to break into your Samsung smartphone. Maybe it takes a better picture. Next thing, the iris detector. Let's talk about the iris detector. All right. Obviously, it doesn't work at night. Okay. And it can't just flash a light at you or something. It doesn't work at night. And if you wear glasses, forget about it. So, you know, if, if you're Clark Kent, take off the specs so they'll see you're Superman. That's what I thought of. It doesn't work with glasses. I thought of the famous Clark Kent removal of his specs. You know, there's a way of doing that. I think the late George Reeves, back in the 50s, he played Superman. He had the ultimate remove eyeglasses movement. And every actor who aspires to be Superman must perfect that movement. It's classic. Even what's his name? Tyler Hoechlin, who plays him on the Supergirl TV show. Got to get that glasses movement. More to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? 
Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-958-6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. The long and short of it is here, Brian, with regard to the Samsung phone is... This is the flagship phone. It's going to compete with the best Apple has to offer this fall. It offers three, not one, not two, three different methods of biometrics. And they're all flawed. (laughs) Now, and this is before the thing is even on sale. It Samsung is a joke. Samsung is a joke. Uh, Samsung has delusions of relevance they think that they matter they samsung thinks that it has a platform you see samsung Samsung must think they're in north korea not south korea uh why because you know the north korean leader has delusions of grandeur so it's the same thing that's true the other thing here is samsung i don't think ever responded to that they obviously responded when the galaxy note 7 batteries overheated But we had the Galaxy S7 Active that was supposedly water-resistant, kind of like, you know, the iPhone 7 is. Water-resistant, okay? You can dunk it, supposedly. Consumer Reports does a dunk test. It's part of their testing. They tested the iPhone 7 and found that it met its specifications. The Samsung Galaxy S7 Active, designed to be water-resistant, failed the test by Consumer Reports. I'm shocked. You're shocked, huh? How could they be so stupid not to know that Consumer Reports or any other publication will take that thing and stick it 
in a glass filled with water or something to test it because that's what you would do. It's hard. It's impossible to fathom how Samsung is delusional. One, they, they did a big, um, I think it was the Verge that they let in to talk about the, the Galaxy S8. And the very first words out of uh, a vice president's mouth to the Verge reporter, I th- again, I think it was the Verge, was we want to beat Apple. Well, that's delusional. It's delusional. Samsung is an OEM. They, 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 they license an operating system out, and then they make hardware for it. Samsung doesn't matter. If Samsung went away, Apple would not gain 60 percentage points in market share. The other Android makers would simply rise up to, to take the, the market share that Samsung had. I mean, Samsung doesn't matter. Samsung doesn't have a platform. All these things that they do to pretend to themselves that they have a platform, that they're in any way relevant, they're just all – it's all smoke and mirrors. And it's all, it's all this like grand self-delusion that they matter because they don't. Did I forget Bixby? Um, didn't Bixby. mention it yet. Bixby is a digital assistant. It was designed apparently by some engineers who had worked for Siri. Yeah, it's actually it's headed by the person who headed Siri. Okay. And when Apple bought Siri from SRI, Stanford um, Research Lab, right? SRI, Stanford Research Whatever, whatever the I stands for. Uh, when Apple bought it, he, he went to go work for Apple, which was he was required to do for a year. And then he left Apple and he went and started this project. And then uh, Samsung eventually bought that one. All right. Now, problem is it's not ready yet. So they're going to ship the Galaxy S8. One of the features advertised, forget the biometrics that are flawed. One of the features it's advertised is Bixby, which is supposedly, I guess, a newer, better, bigger, badder version of Siri. Doesn't work yet. It will be activated later. Now, don't forget that when Siri was introduced in 2011 on the iPhone, the iPhone 4S, that's the one that was introduced the day before Steve Jobs died. And they said, well, it's a pathetic kind of product. It doesn't look that much different from the iPhone 4, except they actually fixed the antenna. They use a diversity antenna. They they fixed the antenna and they had Siri. Siri, for a long time, as you recall, Brian, was labeled as beta. Yeah. They didn't say it's released and finally good. Even today, it's nothing perfect. It, in some ways, I guess it's a little better than some of the others. In other ways, it doesn't have the flexibility because Apple's not scraping all your stuff and taking it to the cloud. So that's the difference. But it's interesting here, this week, as we come to Samsung and their failed venture in a digital assistant, there's a widely quoted interview with Susan Bennett, who is the woman, the voice actor, who did the original Siri recordings. Mm Mm-hmm. It's to remind you, you know, where all this stuff started. But regardless of what you think about Google Voice and Cortana, Siri is the icon, the cultural icon. 
Imagine this woman going into a recording studio and it was first done in 2005. And then she did additional sessions in 2011 and 2012. Imagine this woman becoming a cultural icon. She was just a voice actress. I mean, she'd do ATMs, you know, one of the classic voices of the ATM machine. That's her. Imagine Mm -hmm. being Siri. It is a physical person there that you can see this woman. That's Siri. Mm -hmm. But you think of that because Siri works. Whatever flaws it has, it's not perfect. It works. Siri, do something and, you know, it'll make an effort. But poor Bixby. They're not even trying. (laughs) Bixby may be a thing. Uh, Bixby may be the first thing that Samsung has tried to bolt on top of Android that could actually matter. Maybe. It could. I actually think that it's Samsung's to, to screw up. And I also kind of expect the dude who is behind it to leave Samsung just like he left Apple. I mean, he likes creating new stuff. He doesn't doesn't like sticking around and making it perfect. I hope so, Samsung hung a big check in front of him when they did this. They did. They bought it for a lot of money. I don't remember how much money it is off the top of my head, but it was a lot of money. But I, I don't... Th- the, the problem that Bixby's always going to have is that it's still going to be bolted on top of Android. So no matter how perfect the recognition is, whatever they do, it still has, as you say, bolted on top of Android and dependent on those data centers to work, to perfectly integrate with it. doesn't matter how good it is because he's only doing one part of the picture. It's the integration with all the services it has to work. Yeah, there's no hardware and software integration on the Android side, like like Apple has with uh, with iPhone and iOS. Sure. So I mean, you know, it's but it, but Bixby could end up being a thing. It may need more time. Samsung loves to rush stuff to market. They they love like they're so desperate to be perceived as legitimate because they're not that they rush stuff to the market. This is this was the the problem behind the exploding Note Sevens is they rushed it to market. And in the process of rushing it to market to try to to steal a march on on Apple with the with the iPhone seven, they ended up releasing a flawed product that turned out to be a, a, a danger, an actual danger to people. So uh, they're all. You know what happened? Here's coming. what happened with the Galaxy Note seven. They were listening to the song from what's her name again. From the late 70s. Disco artist. The song was Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff, yeah. Uh, Right, her, Donna. Donna Summer. I mean, she was fabulous. No longer with us. Fabulous singer. Forget the disco. Just a fabulous singer. More to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. 
But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. 
You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Yes, leave it to the Night Owl to relate the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 failure and to the hot stuff recording from Donna Summer. They were so immersed in that recording, the engineers at Samsung, that they forgot to build this properly. Or they were maybe inundated with the fact that their CEO was arrested for corruption. I mean, you got to think about that. Samsung's CEO arrested for corruption. Of course, they also impeached, uh, what, the president of South Korea for something or other. I mean, they've got some problems over there. It's not just having North Korea with a wacky dictator running it. They've got their own problems. But imagine here if Apple had a problem like Samsung, where Tim Cook was arrested for corruption tomorrow. That's impossible to imagine, but it's not impossible to imagine with Samsung because they actually, Samsung is this very large corrupt organization that is firmly embedded into the political system within South Korea. It's an enormous part of South Korea's economy. When you start mixing business and politics, when the people who are involved in leading your country have enormous business interests, most people are going to end up cheating. Yeah, but we already have that in Washington. I know we do. I, I, was, I was speaking in not very thinly veiled references there. But here we have Samsung, a very flawed company, with this new Galaxy S8. And this is, you know, this is like a make it or break it kind of product after the Note 7. They've got to succeed with this. So the biometrics don't really work that well. The voice assistant isn't ready for prime time yet. And I have to think here. Samsung is known to release flawed products with features that don't work completely. How bad must Bixby be for them not to even allow it to be introduced? It's got to be perfectly awful. I would commend Samsung in this case. I mean, rather than rushing something that's half-assed to market, they are instead keeping it, and hopefully until it's actually ready, but I, I don't know, man. I, it seems like they're, the company's a joke. And washing machines that fly apart? They steal IP. They, they have been found guilty of stealing IP in multiple industries. They're just not, they're not a good guy. Don't buy Samsung. You see, that's the problem. Apple buys parts from Samsung. It's true. It's true. I was going to ask you, speaking of buying parts, Toshiba, what's going on with there? Is Apple rescued Toshiba, which is kind of like a dying company? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, Toshiba used to be this big, you know, Japanese conglomerate. They made TVs and everything. They even made the original Microsoft Zune, if you yeah, remember. They, yeah, they, they made a lot. They made a lot of stuff. I, I, my understanding is that uh, their nuclear power division has been losing a lot of money. And that, that's, that's where a lot of their problems are stemming from. Uh, their memory products are good, too. Right. So there's a report here, published report, that... Apple might invest in them, I guess, to keep them afloat. Right. Um, the Toshiba does a lot of NAND flash memory business, 
And this deal would put, um, I think, uh, Apple and Samsung as partners, but it would keep Toshiba as a 50% owner, which would make Japanese regulators happy. Ja the Japanese are not particularly keen on having Foxconn own uh, Toshiba. Foxconn has expressed interest in this particular business uh, in the past, um, but uh, uh, Japanese regulators are, are not keen on uh, Chinese nationals and Chinese foreign nationals, I, su I should say, in, in owning important Japanese businesses. So um, a, a deal with Foxconn where Apple is a partner and Foxconn is a partner and Toshiba continues to own 50% is the sort of thing that uh, could make everybody happy and keep this memory business afloat. And, of course, they need more and more memory. Certainly Apple does because they're putting yep. more and more in their products. Mm -hmm. That's true. Everybody, I mean, yeah, memory, flash memory, excuse me, NAND flash memory is um, an ever more important part of the uh, uh, electronic landscape. So we have to hope this thing works out, this deal works out. But to uh, Apple, this yeah. is nothing. The only thing is here, Apple will obviously invest in companies, which they have. They're not going to spend all their money to buy Disney. You heard that rumor now was yep. RBC Capital Markets, a global investment bank. Ah, they, they should buy Disney because why? Disney has Mickey Mouse. Disney has ESPN. Disney has Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, and Pixar. But we, oh, well, not going to happen. It could happen. Disney? You really think so? It, it could happen. I, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could and the reason the reason why Apple would want Disney is to is to own Disney's content to to kickstart its TV streaming options. Yeah, but is that worth two hundred billion dollars? Well, the, you know, it's just like just like Beats. Apple had to buy the Beats headphone business to get the music assets and people that it wanted. To revamp iTunes, right? But that's the three billion dollars, not two hundred thirty-seven billion, yeah. which is what Whatever. the price they put on it. I mean, Apple would literally have to spend most of its cash, probably do a stock swap, probably have to do some debt creation. That's a pretty yeah, big I, deal. I, I, Disney I, I, has a hundred eighty thousand people that have to be integrated. Well, you know, I talked about this once when there was there was a rumor about Apple buying. Um, I think it was Warner Brothers. A content business, if Apple bought a content business, it's one of those things where Apple would not need to do what it is what it normally does with acquisitions, which is bring the people and the technologies and 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 integrate it into the rest of the company. Apple could operate a movie studio or a you know entertainment conglomerate like Disney. Apple could let that uh, operate separately. And cool. Apple could, could operate a company like Disney or a, any kind of media company like uh, Warner Brothers. They could operate them as a separate uh, entity where they get sweetheart deals for, for the content. But, you know, Disney itself would not have to be integrated into, you know, One Infinite Loop or the new Apple Park. It'd just be a wholly owned subsidiary. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that Apple could do. And they could arrange financing for this. Eight days to Sunday, eight ways to Sunday, whatever, whatever the phrase is. They could, they could operate, they could manage, they could arrange financing for a purchase like this all day long. They can call Donald Trump. 
Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where we can find more information about the stuff you do. You don't sound as cranky, by the way, right now. Yeah, you know, you, you calm me down. You're the sweet, dulcet, soothing tones of Gene Steinberg. Calm me down. I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. You can find my personal blog at Geekatels.com. That's T-E-L-L-S. And you can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. You can check out our other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night on the Paracast at Paracast.com. And this weekend, we're featuring Stan Gordon from Pennsylvania, where an awful lot of weird, anomalous things are going on. UFOs, Bigfoot, frightening stuff. Or not frightening, but at least spectacular stuff. Paracast at Paracast.com. And if you want to know the best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, here's what you do. You sign up for Tech Night Owl Plus at plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. That site is very simple. It gives you instructions on how to sign up, how to get the commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. So when you want to hear Brian Chaffin at his crankiest, when you want to hear Kirk McElhern in rant mode, it's the best way to do it. Don't ask me why I said that. But you'll find out more information if you go to plus.technightowl.com. The prices for subscriptions start at just $1.49 a week. It's about the price of a cup of coffee at a convenience store and half what you'd pay at Starbucks, I guess. Plus.technightowl.com. Brian Chaffin, glad you've calmed down. Now you're going to have breakfast. He's now he's going to have 12 cups of coffee after this and a couple of stiff drinks. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.